To start our message today, I want to ask you a question. What does love look like? What does love actually look like? Because love means an awful lot of different things in our society and in our culture. It conjures up all sorts of different things for us. So I thought I'd give us a few examples. So this week, of course, we celebrated the arrival of the royal baby, baby Sussex, baby Archie. And so we know that a part of what love is about is the love that parents have for a kid, especially a newborn baby. We know that there's a lot of love that's around when that happens. Sometimes when we think about love, we think about a wedding. Look at that fine couple up there. Look at that. That was a long time ago. (laughs) So uh, we think about weddings. There's obviously love that's very present at weddings. It's a significant part of what that's all about. Those of you who know me well know that I love dark chocolate. Just look at that. Just My mouth's just watering thinking about that. So dark chocolate is something that we say, oh, we love different types of food as well. I love going for a walk on the beach. So most Fridays, Ali and I will go for a walk on the beach. And so that's a picture when we were staying down at Port Elliot one day. It's beautiful. We love being able to go down there and take a walk and be able to spend some time together. And so we talk about love in that context. And so love has all of these different meanings for us. And in today's reading, we have a listen in on what Paul says love is all about. Paul, we've talked about before, is this guy who went around and planted a bunch of churches uh, in the days after Jesus, helping people to understand what Jesus' message was all about and forming communities around that. And then Paul would write these letters back to these churches to help them understand a little bit more about what it meant and what it meant for them specifically in their context to follow Jesus. And so we have these two letters to the church in a city called Corinth, uh, which is First and Second Corinthians. And most people would say that the city of Corinth is probably the closest that we have to our culture today here in Australia if we want to look at the different cities that Paul visited and spent time with uh, when he was doing his missionary work. A very, very diverse city, a very multicultural city, lots and lots of different beliefs, a very affluent city where people were very much about pursuing wealth and possessions. And there's a lot of similarities to what our culture looks like today. And so in this reading that we're looking at from 1 Corinthians 13, it's a very famous reading that is often used at weddings, we see Paul being able to explain to the church in Corinth, this is what love looks like. When we talk about love, we're not talking about chocolate, we're not talking about walks on the beach, we're talking about something that's so much more significant. And so this morning I wanted to take a few minutes to walk through all of the different elements that the kids read out to us about what love looks like looks like to see what we can learn from that today. So Paul begins by saying that love is patient. Patience being enduring, keeping on going, even when things are difficult, keeping on going for the longer haul. Patience being about having a longer term perspective, not just focused on what's happening right now, but looking beyond that and seeing the bigger picture. And specifically when Paul talks about patience when he's referring to that in reference to love, He's talking about being patient with people, not just about circumstances, but being patient with the people that are in our lives and, again, seeing the bigger picture and keeping on going. Paul then says that love is kind. Kindness, being 
gentle, being tender, doing good things for other people. And it's interesting that Paul pairs those two things together because patience is more of a kind of passive thing where we're patient as we work through circumstances with different people, whereas kindness is an active thing. Kindness is where we're doing proactive things that are good for someone else's benefit. Paul then says that love is not jealous. Love is not envious. Love doesn't focus on what other people have, whether that's things like possessions or abilities or wealth or reputation or success or achievements. Love instead is focused on what we have and being grateful for that and then being able to celebrate what other people have in their lives rather than being jealous that we don't have those things as well. Paul then says that love is not conceited or proud, which means that love is not about us putting ourselves above other people, promoting ourselves, talking ourselves up, showing off, strutting, as one uh, beautiful translation of this says, or having a big head. And uh, when I was reading through some of this preparing today, uh, they mentioned that Paul talks about the idea of not being conceited or proud a number of times throughout the book of 1 Corinthians. And when he does, one way of understanding what he's saying is that it's not like a balloon that is filled with the hot air of self-importance, which is really, really fantastic, isn't it? This idea of kind of blowing ourselves up with the hot air of our own self-importance. Paul says, love is not like that. Love is not ill-mannered. Other translations, including the one that we read today, says love is not rude. Um, But we can sometimes think of not being rude as not being impolite. But when Paul talks about not being ill-mannered or rude in this context, he's actually talking about being inappropriate. So not using double meanings, not saying things that are offensive, not saying things that are vulgar to other people or using inappropriate language in that sense. Paul says love is not selfish. It's not about saying what's in it for me. It's not about being me first. It's not about seeking my happiness at the expense of other people but wanting best for all of us together and being others-focused. Paul then says that love is not irritable, so it's not easily provoked, doesn't get angry easily. Another translation says it doesn't fly off the handle, but instead it's under control. We're measured in the way that we respond. Paul's not saying that love never gets angry, because there are some times when it's appropriate for us to get frustrated about some of the things that are happening around us, particularly when we think about things like injustice. But that's different to just flying off the handle as an instant reaction when something goes wrong. Paul then says that love does not keep a record of wrongs. So love recognises that I'm not perfect, but neither is anyone else. And I want everyone to give me the benefit of the doubt that if I make a mistake, well, that's just because I was having a bad day or I wasn't thinking straight or whatever. But sometimes we can forget to do that for other people. And instead, we can build up this big list of all of the times that we've been hurt or all of the times that we've been wronged, especially in closer relationships. And so it's really crucial that we remember to put those things aside. Love forgives and says, I'm going to let that go and I'm not going to hold on to it, and I'm not going to save it up until just the right or wrong moment when all of it comes out because of this massive list that I've built up. Paul says love is not happy with evil. And specifically what Paul's talking about here is the idea of dwelling on evil thoughts, and particularly about thinking things like, man, I hope that person gets it. 
I really hope that they get in trouble for what they just did. Or even worse, celebrating when people go through hard times because we think, well, they probably deserve that. When Paul talks about not being happy with evil, he's saying it's not, love is not in a position where we think about other people and celebrate when things go wrong for them. But instead, love is happy with the truth. Love does rejoice when we see the truth win out, when we see people living the way that we were created to live. We celebrate when we see people living the way that we know Jesus calls us to live with his values and with love at the centre of what we're all about. And then Paul says that love never gives up. It perseveres, it keeps going, it pushes on even in difficult circumstances. And so this is a really, really beautiful picture of what love looks like because we can sometimes, as we've said, think about love from all of these different perspectives. And even when we think about love as an emotion, can kind of stay in a bit of theory land. But this really helps us to understand, practically speaking, what does love look like? But what Paul's saying here is actually significantly more profound even than that because we believe that God is love. Not that God is loving. We believe that the very essence and nature of God is love, which means that God is all of these things. We also believe that Jesus came to show us exactly what God is like. And so we can actually swap out the word love for the name Jesus and recognise that this is a beautiful picture of what Jesus is like. Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind. Jesus is not jealous or conceited or proud. Jesus is not rude or inappropriate. Jesus is not selfish. Jesus is not irritable. Jesus doesn't keep a record of wrongs. Jesus is not happy with evil, but is happy with the truth. And Jesus never gives up. This is a beautiful picture of who this man Jesus is who is at the centre of our lives and who we want to follow. And that's what's really helpful about this too, is because as people who say we want to follow Jesus, that means this is what we aspire to be like too. We aspire to be like Jesus. And so for me, as someone who says that I'm following Jesus, I aspire to be someone who is patient. I want to be someone who's kind. I want to be someone who's not jealous or conceited, or proud. I want to be someone who's not ill-mannered or rude. I want to be someone who's not selfish or irritable. I want to be someone who doesn't keep a record of wrongs, who's not happy with evil, but is happy with the truth. And I want to be someone who never gives up. Now, do I get that right 100% of the time? Absolutely not. And if you doubt that, then feel free to have a conversation with Ali or Josh and Rachel, and they will back me up on that. So, I don't live this out 100% of the time, unlike Jesus. But my goal every day is to say, how can I have more and more of these things in my life so that I can reflect the character of Jesus? Today, our focus is on celebrating the women in our lives who have a positive influence on us, the mother figures in our lives, the women who we can celebrate when they're at their best when you're at your best, live these characteristics out. And so we can substitute that in as well and say a woman of influence is patient and kind 
Women of influence are not jealous or conceited or proud. Our mother figures and the women of influence in our lives are not ill-mannered, are not selfish or irritable. Our mother figures and the women of influence in our lives don't keep a record of wrongs. They're not happy with evil, but they're happy with the truth. And women of influence don't give up. And so today, it's a real honour for us to be able to celebrate you, the women who are part of our church family, and to recognise that we know sometimes you don't get this right, and that's okay, but we know that an awful lot of the time you do. And you have a very significant influence on us and on the people who are in your life because you live those values out. And not only that, but when you live those values out, when you live those characteristics of what love looks like out, you're showing us what God's love looks like. And so we're really, really grateful for that. And so today's an opportunity for us to be able to say thank you. Thank you for all the times that you do all of those things. Thank you for all of the times when you love us the way that Jesus loves. Thank you for the way that you inspire us. Thank you for the way that you encourage us. And thank you for the ways in which you help us to be able to experience God's love in really powerful ways as you continue to follow Jesus. And so today we just want to say thank you. Thank you for doing that. And we want to pray for you that you can continue to understand God's powerful love in all of those ways in your lives so that you can then continue to share that with those who you have an opportunity to influence around you. So I'm going to pray and then Tim is going to come and lead us around the communion table. Let's pray. God, we're so grateful for who you are that you're not just a God who is loving, but that you are love, that the very essence and core of who you are is love. And we thank you that you came in the person of Jesus to show us what that love looks like in human form, that we don't have to wonder about what love means and what love's all about. We get to read the pages of Scripture and be able to see Jesus walking around as love in human form. We're so grateful for that. And Jesus, we're grateful that you chose day after day after day to get up and to focus on what it means to share that amazing, incredible, unconditional love with the people that you encountered. And we thank you that you are now the risen Jesus who continues to share that love with us on a daily basis. And so as people who follow you, our prayer is that you would continue to inspire us, encourage us and challenge us about what it looks like for us to have those elements in our lives as well. Today we want to say a special thank you for all of the women in our lives who have an influence on us, for the mums that are in our lives who have done that, even if they've done it in flawed ways at times, but for all of the mother figures, the grandmas, the aunties, the close friends, the people who've come alongside of us over the years, and who have shown us what love looks like and helped us to become the people that we've become because of their influence over us. We're so grateful for every single one of them. And we're grateful for the women who are part of our church family, who we know have done that for countless people. People who are part of our church family, people in their own families, people that they've connected with, friends, nieces, nephews, grandchildren, 
other people that they've had the opportunity to share that love with. We say a big thank you for the way in which you have shaped them and helped them to be able to impact so many people. And our prayer today is that you would simply help them and all of us to continue to express that love, to recognise that we don't get it right 100% of the time, but that's okay because you don't call us to be perfect. You simply call us to follow you and to try our best and every day to get up to experience more of your love being poured into our lives so that we can then take the opportunities that you give us to be able to share that love with other people. So we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your amazing love and ask that you would continue to move in and through our lives and in and through our church. In your name we pray. Amen.